Hello, hello, this is Courtney, and this is a message that this podcast will actually be moving to wonderinenglish.com. Wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R-N-I-N, English.com. The podcast name will also be changed to Wonder in English. Wug English will no longer be an active website, podcast, or YouTube channel. Everything is moving over to the new name, wonderinenglish.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Wonder in English podcast, and I'll see you guys there. Hi, and welcome to Wug English. Today, we're going to talk about commas, when and how to use them. So the mistakes that I've seen with my students is that they'll often put commas where they don't need them, and they'll omit commas where they actually do need them. So let's go over the general idea of when you should use a comma, and then I'll get into specific examples of how to use them. So the most important part about commas is that we're actually using them when we're interrupting the flow of a normal sentence. So anytime we're interjecting a thought, that's when we're going to use a comma. You can know if it's interrupting the flow of a complete sentence by asking yourself if the sentence would still make sense if you removed the part that you're adding in. So for example, if you say, I am, as you've probably noticed, very nervous about this. So after I am and after noticed, you'll have a comma. So I am, comma, as you've probably noticed, comma, very nervous about this. So if you covered up, as you've probably noticed, the full and complete sentence would be, I am very nervous about this. This makes sense on its own. It's an independent clause, which means it's a full sentence. It has a subject and it has a verb and a complete thought. So since you can cover up or essentially remove the part that's surrounded by commas and it still makes complete and total sense, then we know it does need a comma. If, however, you removed this and the sentence was no longer a complete sentence, then this should not be surrounded by commas. A way to further explain this is to ask ourselves whether this part of the sentence is essential or non-essential for the meaning of the sentence. So let's take an example. If we have the sentence, Freddie, comma, who has a limp, comma, was in an auto accident, we know that these commas should exist in the sentence because we've identified who Freddie is and Telling the reader that he has a limp is just additional information to further identify him or further describe him, but we already know who Freddie is. So it's just additional information. It's something that's interrupting the flow of the sentence. Anyone could easily say Freddie was in an auto accident and we would still understand who the subject is. However, if we take the example, the boy who has a limp was in an auto accident there would be no commas. Both of them say who has a limp as their supporting clause. Except this time, boy or the boy is a subject here. The boy is very general. It's very vague. So we're not sure exactly which boy we're talking about. 
And because of this, we need to identify the boy as the one with the limp. So if you're looking and you have a room of boys and you don't know which one was in the accident, you would identify him as the one with the limp. So in this scenario, you don't need the commas because this is an essential part of the sentence. It's essential to understand which boy we're talking about, who the subject is. So all essential elements and clauses of a sentence will remain without a comma. Things that are non-essential, additional descriptors, additional explanations, interjections, or anything that interrupts the flow of a sentence that's completely unnecessary for the full meaning, those will be surrounded by commas on either side if they're in the middle of the sentence, or there will be a comma before or after the clause, depending on the, if the clause is coming at the beginning or the end of the sentence. So let's have a look at a few other examples. We could have the same exact sentence, one which has commas before and after the dependent clause or the interjection, and the other that doesn't have these commas. And these sentences are used in different ways. So let's take the example, the baby who was wearing yellow cried. So in this case, if there's a comma around who is wearing yellow before and after, then we know that this is an additional descriptor of the baby. We already know which baby we're talking about. Maybe the person is looking at a restaurant and there's only one baby in the restaurant, but we just decided to further describe the baby by saying what they're wearing uh, for whatever reason. However, if you took the commas away, then it becomes an essential part of the sentence. The baby who was wearing yellow cried. Maybe it means that there's a lot of babies in the restaurant and we don't know which one was the one crying. And we have to identify this baby by saying that it was wearing yellow. In this instance, you absolutely do not need commas because it's an essential part of the sentence. So this is basically what it means when we're using commas versus not using commas. We're simply asking ourselves, okay, is this an important part of the sentence that is necessary for the meaning, for the completion of this idea? Or is it additional information? And sometimes this can be the tricky part for students because it might seem like it's additional information or it might seem like it's required and it's not always clear. So let's go into further examples of when you'll use commas and then hopefully it'll be a little bit easier after all of this. So another instance in which you'll use commas is when you start off a sentence with a dependent clause. So whenever you start a sentence with something that is actually not able to stand as a sentence by itself, you need a comma after it. So let's give you a, an example to illustrate this. So while I was taking a shower, my phone rang. So the main sentence, the independent clause is my phone rang. Here we have the subject and the verb. It's a complete thought. If I said while I was taking a shower, I couldn't just use that as a full and complete sentence. The word while makes it an incomplete thought, right? So because of that, I need a comma after this clause. While I was taking my shower, comma, my phone rang. Anytime we're setting up 
the main sentence with something, with some setting like this while I was doing this or in order to apply for this job or, for example, anytime you're setting up the main sentence, you're going to use a comma after it. So you're setting up the main sentence with something that cannot stand by itself. I cannot stand alone. It's a dependent clause. So any transition word would fall into this category. So if you have the word, for example, like I just mentioned, or additionally, or however, all of these things are introducing a topic. It's setting up the sentence for the main thought, the main idea, the independent clause. So we know we're going to have commas after these words. Even if it's a long clause, like I mentioned earlier, to apply for this job, comma, you must have previous experience. So this is a long introduction, and it seems almost like it's a full and complete thought, but it's not. We know that we couldn't just say to apply for this job. It's a sort of conditional descriptor. It's, it's giving you an idea uh, without actually giving you the main idea. So it's introducing the topic that you're about to talk about. So you must have previous experience. That's the main topic. That's the full and complete sentence. But this condition to apply for this job, this is just something that's a dependent clause and is being used to further describe or introduce the idea of the independent clause. Okay, great. Let's look at even more examples of the really important parts of commas. So in most cases, we're going to have a comma between two independent clauses that are joined by conjunction. So conjunctions are words like and, but, or, for, nor, so, and yet. So if we have two complete thoughts, two complete sentences joined by and, we'll typically have a comma in between them. There are a few cases in which we actually don't need a comma in between, and that's when these two sentences are very similar in meaning and when they have typically the same subject. So in a case where you wouldn't need this comma, uh, let's take a look at that example. It would be some doctors advertise their services, but many doctors find this reprehensible. So we're talking about doctors. There's two sentences here. It's separated by the but conjunction. We don't need a comma here, though, and that's because we're talking about essentially the same topic. They're very, very close in meaning, and separating it by a comma is not necessary. So the whole purpose of commas is to make things very clear for the reader, to separate ideas that could possibly be confused by words being near each other. When sentences are way too long, we need commas to separate them. Um, so basically, that's what this means. There's two sentences next to each other, and we separate them with commas because we need to be clear and distinct. Okay, these are two separate thoughts, even though they may be closely linked in meaning. Um, however, because this, of this doctor's example, we can see that when it's very, very close in meaning, when it's talking about the same exact thing with the same subject, we don't need a comma in these instances. But if you would like to be safe, it's better to use a comma. It's better to err on the safe side and just always use a comma anyway. So besides separating um, thoughts and making things really clear for the reader, commas are also used when there would be this natural pause in a sentence. And this oftentimes occurs when there is a shift uh, and thought, 
and also when there's contrasting elements or contrasting ideas. So let's take a look at some examples to make this clear. So if we look at the example, he was merely ignorant, not stupid. There would be a comma after ignorant. He was merely ignorant, comma, not stupid. So this is sort of a contrasting thought. The word not is creating automatically a contrast with what was previously being said. So another example would be, that is my money, not yours. Again, another contrast. There would be a comma after money. We can even use this when it's not a complete contrast in ideas, but a pause or a shift in what you're trying to say. So the speaker seemed innocent, even gullible. So you can hear where the comma would be as I'm pausing within the sentence. The speaker seemed innocent, comma, even gullible. So there's a sort of natural pause in the speech, uh, a slight shift in the type of sentence. And this is when you would use a comma. And if you're ever speaking out loud, it might be even easier to hear when you, when you would use a comma if you speak your sentences out loud. So you can get a better idea and more of a natural feel and the ear for it over time. My last example is one that my students often make mistakes with, but it's actually quite simple to correct. When two adjectives are next to each other describing a noun, you often will need a comma in between them. So anytime you can insert the word and between them, then you know that you do in fact need a comma. So for example, if you have the sentence, he is a strong and healthy man, that would make sense. Let's take out the word and, he is a strong, healthy man. In this case, we need to have a comma in between strong and healthy. This is taking the place of the word and. Okay, so that's it for my explanation of commas. There are actually so many more uses for commas. Um, it's just, it's so much to explain, but these are the ones that my students make the most mistakes with. So I thought that these were the ones that would be most worth tackling in this audio program. And the very first podcast of WUG English. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you ever have any questions, head on over to WUGEnglish.com. WUG is W-U-G english.com and just have a look at the resources we have there it's all free you can subscribe and subscribe to this podcast thank you so much for checking this out i really look forward to hearing from you guys if you have anything to say have a great day bye